Education, read by Mr. Kellams. Heavenly Father, we praise you and give you thanks for the many blessings you have given us and the people of Sycamore Township. As we begin this meeting, we ask that you send us your Holy Spirit to enlighten and guide us as we discuss the business's hand. Help us follow the example of our Lord Jesus Christ as we make our decisions here tonight. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Better be pleased to remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. <coughs> Mr. Porter would note that all three, three trustees are present. Um, first item is uh, approval of minutes from January 4th special and regular trustee meeting. We'll take the special meeting first. Do we have a motion? I move we approve the minutes from the January 4th special meeting. Our second. Motion is second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Ms. Schwegman. Aye. Next item is for the regular uh, approval of minutes for the regular trustee meeting. We have a motion. I uh, move we approve the minutes for the January 4th regular trustees meeting. I second. Motion is second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Ms. Schwegman. Aye. The next item on the agenda is a um, Natalie Fields, the branch manager from Deer Park Library. I'm here, Andrew. I was just going to say, you do not look <laughs> like Natalie, and uh, <laughs> so I'm having some issues here. Yeah, yeah. I'm Chris Smith, so I'm Natalie's assistant manager. Okay. So thank you guys for having me. Um, I'm just going to go over a few things <coughs> about our new branch, which I hope you all had a chance to visit. We did. Um, we opened on December 10th. That first day, we had 900 visitors, and we had 2,200 for the weekend which for comparison was more than we had the entire month of October in wow. the old little space. Um, over 10,000 total visitors in December, which was the highest of any county location other than the main library downtown. And that was a year on year increase of 151%. That's great. As far as the items that we circulated, the books and DVDs and whatnot that went out, 12,000 in, in December, which was a 67% year-on-year increase. And then we had 991 PC and laptop sessions. Um, so we have about 25 desktop computers for folks to use and 12 laptops. And the 991, that's a 205% year-on-year increase. So we're already seeing a lot of foot traffic in use. And people are still figuring out that we're there. They're still learning about us. Um, a great thing that's happened with the move to the big new location is we've been able to extend our hours because we also increased the size of our staff. So we're open 10 to 9 Monday through Thursday, 10 to 6 Friday and Saturday, and we've also been able to add Sunday hours of 1 to 5, which has been very popular well, with a lot of our users as well. <coughs> um, of course, right now we're struggling with pandemic staffing issues, so we've had to cut back a little bit on our hours, but we're hoping as soon as next week we'll be able to go back to those extended hours. Um, just to give you guys a little info about the amenities that we've been able to add, we have seven study rooms. They're booked pretty much constantly. We have two large meeting rooms, one seats 100 and one seats 75. Um, for public meetings like this, use is free. For um, a social event, we've had a lot of people doing baby showers. Uh, bridal showers in there, it's a $50 flat fee. So it's also something that's been really popular so far. 
we have started to bring back some of our in-person story time um, and programming as well because we've got the space to do it. So Tuesday and Thursday mornings, we've been doing preschool and family story times as well. And we've also been providing after-school events, especially for the kids from Deer Park High School and Amity Elementary every day from three to five. So it's keeping the kids busy too. Future plans, um, as we get our, get our feet underneath us and as the pandemic ebbs, we hope very <coughs> soon, we're gonna bring back some evening programming for kids and add some more adult events and programming. And of course, we're looking forward to continuing our partnership with the Sycamore Township Parks in 2022 as well. We had a lot of events at the parks during the summer <coughs> brought in zoo animals and things like that and also did story time there so we're really looking forward to continuing that as well that's great yeah that's all i have do you guys have any questions any no curiosities? very impressive facility yeah. though yeah, thank you guys it's really beautiful it. did a really nice job on it thank you so much guys. the difference in the size from the old one to the new one 4500 square feet was the old one to twenty-five thousand. wow so more than five yeah. times wow. mm -hmm. yep nice great it's yeah. the great. largest largest branch yeah the largest the main yes one. Yeah. The main one, yeah. other than the main library and the, the amazing thing is, is I think we're going to stay the largest. The Hamilton County Library System is doing a lot of these sort of capital projects, but they don't have a bigger one in mind than, than us yet. <laughs> so we'll have bragging rights for a while. That's yeah. great. There you yeah. go. That's great. great. Well, thanks for coming out. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. And Chris, you had mentioned like the study rooms are staying yeah. booked. Yes. Is that something that people schedule? So you can book a study room up to two weeks in advance. So some folks who know they're going to come in um, will book them in advance, mm -hmm. but some folks um, will just pop in and use them because norm because we have so many. Usually there are going to be some available. Um, for the meeting rooms, folks can book those up to six months in advance. So if you've got a plan, if you've got <coughs> plans for the summer, you can already start booking those now. And people are booking them out that really? far. That's so, great. Yeah, yeah, it's very exciting. Very good. Thanks. Thanks. Please give guys. our best to Natalie, too. Yeah, thank well, you. Well, Appreciate well. it. Thanks. Great to meet you guys. Thank, thank you. you. Next item on the agenda is public comments. Uh, Scarlett, we have any? Uh, we do not. The sign-in sheet was for the, uh, the public hearing. Okay. Uh, Mike, Sheriff Patrol report. A lot here. Um, nothing to report other than, and I'm not sure Sergeant Sovereign touched on this at the last meeting, we have limited our responses somewhat due to COVID, and this is nothing like we did in the spring of 2020. Essentially, if the guys can, can handle something or take a report via phone, uh, they're going to try and do that. And, you know, especially with residential reporting at their house, they may ask people to step outside. So we're going to keep that going for a little while longer because we don't want to get in a, in a place where we don't, you know, staffing becomes an issue, which it has. Okay. Anything else? That's all. Any questions? Uh, the Neighborhood Watch in High Point, I know it's been canceled for this month. Is, is there Jeffy one of Bitterman's coming? keeping in touch with them, and they they agreed. We're not even letting our guys do things like that. So mm -hmm. they everyone was kind of on the same page with that. So yeah. he will uh, he's staying on top of that, and he'll let me know when they have something. Good. They're hoping for February. Good. But we'll just see how it goes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, any other questions? <clears throat> EMS and fire report. Chief. Good evening. <clears throat> Real quick, a station update for up north. The Floors have been installed inside the building. They look nice. 
Um, the exhaust system is 90% done. It should be finished by the end of this week. Uh, the windows have been put in. And uh, the truck and trailer that we had on Gov deals, the, the uh, closing was today, and we sold both of those for $21,555. And I, be I believe the trailer we Tom sold for $22. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> You're not, this isn't your money. <laughs> the uh, the trailer we sold for seven thousand two hundred, and I think back in two thousand we paid nine thousand for it. Wow. So we got wow. we got we did pretty good on that one. Got your use out of that one. Yeah. I don't know about our use, but um, uh, the only other thing I have is uh, acting administrator will have a PO. We have to get a hot water heater replaced up north. Okay. It went out. And do you have that PO, Tracy? I do. Okay, I'll let him do that. But okay. that's what it's for when you come <coughs> up. Got it. Any questions? That's all I have. Okay, next item is roads maintenance and recreation report. Mr. Kellams. Hey, well, the first thing I have is I uh, want to talk about a street sweeper. I sent you all a copy of a proposal from Elgin. And uh, I, I know Mr. James commented that this was made out to Sims Township. That's because we are, Sims Township is uh, running point on this, and we are looking to split this with them. Okay. So instead of 262, obviously, our portion would be 131. This is in our budget. And this also will say we currently spend uh, $20,000 a year out of our operations to street sweeps. That's $10,000 <coughs> a month. So we do a 10,000 uh, one month in the spring, one month in the fall, there's $20,000. And that's the minimum EPA. And that's minimum EPA requirement. And we don't have access to a sweeper any other time than those two months. Uh, as you know, we used to contract that out, but we stopped <coughs> doing that because of the uh, quality of the service that we were getting. So now we just rent it. And, and this sweeper that we're looking at is actually the same sweeper that we rent and drive right now. So uh, this, this is currently what we are using. Uh, so I, I'm not looking for a contract tonight, but I am looking for approval to go ahead and partner with Sims on this and, and get this done. I, I know Larry mentioned that uh, uh, <coughs> item six had indemnification, indemnification. In it, and we have taken that out before with this company. They have no problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. What sort of arrangement will we have with them for this? Just 50 50 use, basically, with schedule or something? 50 50 use, we'll schedule it, and uh, whoever uses it last will house it. I mean, it, it will get used a lot between the two of us. This is something that'll, that'll be used quite often. So, we, and this is just going to be Sims and us, not, uh, you know, unlike the salt conveyor, that there's about eight communities that are using that. This will just be the two of us. I was just going to say, so we envision that we're going to be able to actively sweep the streets more than two times out of the year yes. what we're currently doing yes. by having this in in hand yes we're looking to double that not okay. to mention that it gives us the access to have it when we have construction projects right. somewhere that have mud all over the street mm -hmm. uh, we can get right out and take care of that is there Which a is something we've never been able to do before they give you an anticipated lifespan of these pieces of equipment they're 20 20 20 years <coughs> and we can use TIF on this correct yes yep. yes okay uh, is we like that Tracy this has the vac arm on it as well right this does have the vac, vac arm at what which is also a safety issue because we clean our catch basins out every year 
right now the guys are doing that by hand because we do not have a vac machine and uh you know with the drug use they're coming across needles oh, sure. every once in a while you know which is very dangerous for them so this this will help in that capacity also good i know things are <coughs> still in a little bit of flux with the federal money that may be raining down on communities <laughs> but uh is there any possibility of using that funding to cover this? I would well, much rather use TIF. Yeah, I think there is a possibility, but at the same time, we can use that for operations, yes. I think, when we can use TIF for this. I mm -hmm. uh, would really like to uh, use as much of that in operations as possible. Very good. <clears throat> so do you need a motion from us to partner with him? Yes, I would like that. I move that we uh, work with Sims Township to enter into an arrangement under which we will purchase a shared sweeper. I'll second that. Okay, motion is second. Any further discussion? I think this is a good use of our uh, of our TIF dollars, and uh, and quite frankly, Sims has always been a great partner. Mm -hmm. uh, Absolutely, uh, it helps us cut our costs. It helps them cut their costs. I think it's a great it's a great idea. So uh, glad you brought it to our attention. Um, I don't have any other I don't have any other uh, comments. Uh, Mr. Porter, Mr. James, aye. Mr. Weedman, aye. Ms. Schwager, aye. <coughs> Thank you. Next, I'll pass this around. This is an award that we just received from our three sources. This is a 2021 Best Township Diversion Rate in Hamlet County for recycling. So that wow. this is the third year that we have won this award. Uh, they just came out today, and that is made of recycled material. The award is <laughs> great. So, oh, very nice. Hats off to our citizens. <coughs> that's great. Three years in a row. That's that's, that's pretty impressive. good. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> nice. <laughs> nice extra. I see a Sprite bottle in here. Yeah. Yeah. Seven up. Is it plastic or glass? glass. Oh, it's glass. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. That is pretty cool. So next, Tracy. So the next thing I have, I'd like to ask is for a motion to advertise for an RFQ <coughs> for the Gideon Lane Culvert project. If you remember correctly. Uh, we re, uh, were successful in getting a grant for this. This is a large, this is an 80, I believe a 96 inch culvert actually, that goes uh, under Gideon Lane. Uh, when it was put in years ago, it was put in with steel that has since rusted out. There is no bottom left to this. So we did receive uh, a grant to pay for 50% of this, but need an RFQ to go out for engineering. So if I get a motion for that, please. I move that we advertise for an RFQ for the Gideon Lane Culvert project. I'll second that. Motion is second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Ms. Schwager. Aye. Next, I'd like to add for a motion to advertise for an RFQ for the Montgomery Road sidewalk project. Uh, this is another one that we were successful in. This is where we got the sort of grant. Uh, we were successful in uh, getting 50% of this. This is for sidewalks from Stewart Road to Ken Arbor, and this will complete our connectivity from Silverton all the way to Montgomery. This is the last section that needs to be done along Montgomery <coughs> Road. Uh, so this is also uh, to go out for an RFQ for engineering on that project. 
I move that we advertise for an RFQ for the Montgomery Road sidewalk project as described by Mr. Kellams. I'll second that. Motion is second. Any further discussion? I will just note that those sidewalks are really in dire need of, uh, of repair. Yes. I walked them. I can tell you they're if bad. If you even <laughs> want to call what's out there, yeah, sidewalks. Yeah, it's purely a sidewalk. <laughs> Mr. Porter. Uh, Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Ms. Schwer. Aye. Last thing on my report, I'd like to ask for a motion to advertise for the 2022 road program. Unfortunately, we do not have a grant for this one. But, <laughs> <laughs> but this is, uh, we do have waterworks money in this. This is a <clears throat> our road program over in the uh, Kenwood Meadows neighborhood. Uh, waterworks had a road project over in there uh, last year that was just completed uh, in the end of the fall. We've made a, an arrangement with them that some of the roads that uh, they worked <coughs> on were in very good shape. They are paying to uh, repave those from curb to curb. Some other ones were a little older, and they're paying half of those. So there, we do have an agreement okay. uh, of over $300,000 with them for that. So I'd like to get a motion to advertise to put that on the street. I move we advertise for the 2022 road program as described by Mr. Kellams. Second. Motion is second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Ms. Schwagman. Aye. Uh, other than that, the guys uh, were busy over the weekend, obviously out plowing and salting. That was kind of, it was expected, but then all the news said it's not coming, and we thought we were out of the, out of the woods, and here it came. They so did a good the job. guys did a yeah. good job. They did. They did a good job. It's funny seeing some of the comments in uh, Facebook neighborhood groups from people about, what are these stripes on the roadway and where did they come from? <laughs> from the pre-trade. <laughs> it has proved to, been to be very effective, though. It's really helped us. Mm -hmm. Anything else, Tracy? So for my road report, that's all I have. Okay. You have questions. Any questions? Uh, planning and zoning. Yeah. <coughs> I'm sorry. Let's see. Well, hopefully that's not 12. Let's see. There we go. Uh, first resolution I have uh, for tonight is adopting the uh, new land use plan, and it reads as follows. A resolution adopting a new land use plan for Sycamore Township and dispensing with the second reading. I move that we adopt the resolution as presented. As amended. As amended. As amended. Yes. Sorry. Second. Uh, yes, I'll second. Motion is second. Any further discussion? Uh, I just want to thank the uh, the, the uh, land use planning committee and everybody who participated in this along the way, including Skyler, mm -hmm. did a great job. Uh, we've definitely uh, are headed in a new direction with this. This is really an important document. So great job. Thanks, sir. I'll pass that on. And thank you to Tracy as well, who served on that. Oh. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks to the zoning zoning, zoning board as well, who uh, isn't, isn't representing here tonight, but obviously uh, ha had quite a quite a role in vetting it as well. So thanks to thanks to that yeah. team too. So yeah. nice job, Skyler. They've done a lot of work on this, and thanks to those of you who turned out earlier for the public hearing to comment on this and to point out something we needed to correct with the amendment we've made. So thank you. 
Uh, any other any other uh, comments, Mr. Porter? Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Ms. Schwabman. Aye. <coughs> Okay, next up is uh, a resolution for the uh, proposed tax amendments. Uh, these are changes to the uh, accessory use, uh, <coughs> the accessory use <coughs> section of the, uh, the township zoning resolution uh, affecting calculation of rear yard area as well as um, uh, permissible fences and their location. So. Uh, it reads as follows, a resolution approving text amendments to the Sycamore Township Zoning Resolution and dispensing with the second reading. I move that we approve the resolution approving text amendments to the Sycamore Township Zoning Resolution. Second. Motion is second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Ms. Schwager. Aye. <coughs> okay. <coughs> Flip this around. Uh, unfortunately, uh, my next item is uh, uh, is not as uh, uh, beneficial to the community <laughs> in a whole. Uh, it's been a while since we've had a, uh, a nuisance property on the agenda. Um, unfortunately, our, uh, our our streak is broken. Uh, tonight, I have a resolution providing for an authorizing removal of vegetation, garbage, refuse, and other debris, and declaring a nuisance for the property located at. 11937 Third Avenue, Sycamore Township, Ohio, 45249. And uh, just so we're clear, these these pictures are a little dark from, from the scanning. So I, I went ahead, I'm going to go ahead and grab these. Uh, as you can see, there's a lot of, a lot of junk and uh, just excess material uh, being, being stored in the uh, on the front porch, trash cans uh, uh, just just being thrown around, and we're we're asking <coughs> to well we're asking the property owner to clean this up, but uh, uh, if need be we'll we'll contract this out. Scout, uh, I believe this is a multiple offender, isn't it? Uh, this is a repeat offender yeah. of multiple years. Yep. Owner occupied, or do we know? Uh, it's unknown. And we have not had a response from the uh, uh, from the property owner or occupant. Okay. <coughs> okay. Any questions about this one? Anything else? All right. Did you already present this? I'm sorry. I did. I presented. Okay. Yes. I move we adopt the resolution uh, regarding the property located at 11937 Third Avenue as presented. A second. Motion is second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter. <coughs> James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Ms. Schwager. Aye. Schuyler, do you have those printed out for signatures? Uh, I do have this one. Uh, the uh, the two that we had the public hearing on. Uh, when we break, I'll have those printed out. I wanted to make sure that if we need to dump okay. anything, I could. So I'll, I'll print the other two out for you. Okay. Anything else, Skyler? Uh, no other resolutions. Uh, 
Uh, just, just following up on a request to, to do an update with CIG, uh, I did have a conversation with uh, Mr. Greg Fusero from, from CIG uh, the other day, uh, just, just as a general update. Um, there, is a, uh, there, there is a deal with, um, that, that's been uh, agreed to with the, uh, the hotel pad. Um, that um, uh, the, the new owner or soon-to-be owner of, of that pad uh, will be coming in um, uh, with uh, construction drawings. The, the PUD, um, PUD and, and zoning compliance plan for that site has already been done, uh, so it's, it's administrative review at this point uh, for the development of that. Uh, there was a minor adjustment that was approved to that plan that actually reduced the, the total height of, uh, of the hotel pad, so they've reduced that by one story uh, while still maintaining the, the, uh, the same number of, uh, uh, of rooms. So there was a very <coughs> small change to the footprint of the building. Uh, there is a, I believe there is a, uh, a restaurant unit in that space as well, uh, so that will be filled. Uh, I, uh, I've been informed that the, um, uh, the new owners are interested in PACE financing. That's property assessed clean energy. Uh, so I do expect there to be a, uh, uh, an ESID board uh, convened on that here in the next week or so um, with, a, uh, with resolutions uh, coming in front of the trustees sometime in, in February. So uh, as far as the, um, uh, the multifamily section, uh, I'm being told that that should be completed by April and they will uh, uh, they will be looking to uh, to start signing leases in in April. Start filling that, uh, and then no, nothing concrete on the uh, on the office pad yet. I do know that CIG is still uh, aggressively uh, you know looking for uh, looking for users for that for that pad. So that's all I have right now. Great. Any questions? Yes. So the footprint has actually changed as to the hotel. You said not significantly. Can you quantify what not significantly means? Sure. Uh, there was a uh, there was a change on the 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 so it's how do I explain this? So it's an L shaped uh, uh, hotel. Okay, <coughs> with uh, with with the southern portion of that being like the the foot of an L. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, the. Uh, that foot has extended approximately eight feet out towards towards their own <coughs> parking lot, adjacent to um, uh, adjacent to the uh, Kenwood Place development. But it's not coming any closer to any property lines. So there's so been a there's been a one story reduction uh, in the overall building, and the that. That one exterior wall's moved out just a little bit, so it comes a little closer to Kenwood Road. In other words. It comes a little closer to their own parking lot, their their own internal parking lot, which runs on Kenwood Road. If I'm understanding correctly or not, though, yeah, it'll 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 it L's toward the apartments. Towards the apartments. Oh, oh sorry. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it it comes it comes a little closer <coughs> to their own apartments, mm. um, but still without without encroaching into any any side or any yard setbacks. So. Okay. I know there's uh, been a lot of public interest in that and in the plan. Is that plan available on our website somewhere with the revision, or could we make it there in case? Uh, well, see, it, it certainly was. I'd have to go back and look at our website now. Yeah, 
It, it should be fully documented and out there. Okay. If not, I can make that available. Thanks. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, Law Director Report. Anything else for, for, for Skyler before we move on? Larry Law Director Report. <coughs> Letters have gone out to the sex <coughs> offenders who are in violation of the 2007 resolution. Um, they went out la last week for the most part. Uh, one of the things I was tasked with when I first began was to take a look at the employee um, manual. And the first thing I would mention is I'm looking through and I'm concerned about language in, in Section 7 under political activity policy, and in particular the township-related political activities. I, you know, there, there's a case from 1990 that I think um, supported this language that may have been the basis for the language, but I think there's more recent decisions from the United States Supreme Court that really can't lead me down as to whether or not this would be considered constitutional if it were challenged. I recommend that this be removed um, from the personnel policy. The um, 2006 United States Supreme Court said that um, the Supreme Court has made clear that public employees do not surrender all of their First Amendment rights simply because they are employed by the government. Indeed, public employees are protected under the First Amendment to speak as a citizen addressing matters of public concern. The Supreme Court recognized the importance of promoting the public's interest in receiving well-informed <coughs> views of government employees in civic discussion. I think this language flies in the face of that United States Supreme Court case. Um, I'm not saying we'd lose if somebody sued us on this. I certainly wouldn't say that uh, in this meeting, but I think it's a good idea to remove it from the employee manual. So That's I would recommend- Skyler, can you pull that up on the screen by chance? You know, uh, <clears throat> just a little history on this. So uh, this occurred a couple of years ago with the majority of the board voting in favor of this. I voted no on it, and the reason was clear that I felt just like you're suggesting today that this was a clear violation of our employees' First Amendment rights. Um, <clears throat> Mr. LaBarbera had raised this issue about six times in a, uh, <clears throat> in a public meeting prior to um, this being adopted, and each time he was told by by our law director, Doug Miller, that you couldn't do that. It was a violation of First Amendment rights. It was only until we had a different board and a different law director that uh, uh, that this was changed. But I, I was adamantly opposed to this because I kind of felt like this is, you know, we should not be subjecting our residents to this kind of exposure. I mean, there's the potential exists is is pretty significant. This goes to federal court. You know, I know there was a case in in the in the uh, uh, in Dayton, but that was a little bit different because it was a uh, civil it was a civil servant it was not actually just an employee but it was actually a civil servant which i think the, the the law is a little bit different with civil servants and non-civil servants at any rate <coughs> it's a bad policy it's a bad idea like i said before we should not be telling our employees what they can and cannot do when they are on their own free time uh at what point do we say look we don't like the church you go to so maybe you should start going to a different church i mean where do we where do we cross this line and, and i just think it's a it's been a bad policy since we since it was instituted and i'm i'm thrilled to be able to say that i would like to make a motion to uh to extract the uh the paragraph and and if you bring it up uh, i i apologize <coughs> I just, I just I email it to you. do you have it, you it? all right <coughs> my concern is that the united states supreme court has over the past 
20 years or so expressed itself very clearly with respect to attempts to limit campaign contributions, attempts to you know punish <coughs> employees for speaking out on the areas of public concern the end, and those kinds of things, that those are not going to be allowed, that, the, mm -hmm. that, that you can't abridge those First Amendment rights. Look for the, the case from 1990 was before the Supreme Court really expressed strongly these recent views on the First Amendment. So I think that the very bottom scholars. Yep, I think 68. for our purposes, we'd be best off to remove that language. And it, it was interesting because when we had this discussion and it passed uh, uh, but with the previous board, I even asked our law director at the time, Deepak, tell me what happens in the majority of these cases. And his quote was, the vast majority of these cases are decided in favor of the employee. To which I said, why would we want to venture down this road then? It doesn't make any sense. But I was in the minority on that and, and uh, uh, I ended up losing. But I think this is good advice and, and I thank you for looking this up, Larry. Um, I'd like to make a motion to <coughs> remove township-related political activities. The paragraph, uh, so this would be under section seven of political activity policy and it is, it's section one, two, three. It's the fifth and sixth paragraph. Um, I would like to make a motion to get to have it removed from our uh, from our employee handbook. I'm certainly happy to second that. I I, I completely <coughs> agree. I'm not I'm not interested in in restraining the the activities of of our employees and what they do on their own time. Um, I'm certainly not in, I'm not interested in, in restricting First Amendment rights. And it seems to me that the highest court in the land has has ruled uh, on this. And if it's good enough for the highest court in the land. It's certainly good enough for me. So I certainly second that motion. Well, let me chime in on this. We had this discussion about a year and a half ago, I think, maybe almost two years ago when we made this change. At the time, Mr. Weedman, you indicated you had consulted a panel of three legal scholars about this. I did. And, and I asked you who they were, and you wouldn't tell me. And, and I, and, and, and you might recall, I said then, I'm always open to persuasion otherwise, and I encouraged you to let me know who they were. And because they as an attorney, yep. you, you said they asked you not to reveal their names. I, I respect that, but I'm open to persuasion otherwise. I understand their <coughs> concerns here. Mr. Desai had pointed out at the time that, of course, there's risk, and employees frequently prevail in these things here. But he was confident we could defend this particular plan based upon the case law he saw. We went with that because, historically, there has been a concern in the township of township employees campaigning for their elected bosses, which, among other things, just looks bad. But employees can be pressured into campaigning for their bosses to retain their jobs, <coughs> to retain their cushy contracts that they get on occasion and so forth. So that was the concern, was to come up with a narrowly tailored provision which did not prevent politicking outside of the township, outside of any township office, <coughs> from working for campaigns for anyone outside of the township. It was limited to not overtly campaigning in the township. People were still permitted under this plan to privately express their views, to chair the local Republican club if they wanted, to put signs in their yard. The, the goal was to keep them from being in front of a polling place on an election day as the visible face of the township known to the public saying, hey, vote for this guy who's my boss who gave me my job. 
So that was the goal. That was the desire. <coughs> was to try to keep employees apolitical so that there was no perception there was politicking going on in township offices and that you had to support the right person to get what you wanted from the township if you were a citizen coming for something. That was the goal. That was the reason this was narrowly tailored as well as it could be <coughs> to conform to the case law that Mr. Desai found. I understand it. attorneys can reasonably disagree about things. I have my mind changed on things as an attorney all the time. That's why, Mr. Weedman, I ask you to provide the authority in the prescription. And I, and I had to respect the. And, and, and I understand. I, I, I have to respect those people yes. who say that they want they will give it that me that advice, but they will not go on record with it. So I'm not going to give it to you. And, and I've already told you that before. I'm so. not asking you to now. I'm There's just no reason. The reason, no reason. May I? I'm just explaining what happened then, and <coughs> I'm open to persuasion. I don't have a problem limiting the provision more if we need to here. I don't think we should just jump into tossing it out necessarily. Um, there may be revisions to make to this. Um, I understood we were revisiting our entire employee <coughs> handbook wholesale anyway. <coughs> the time to make a change, I think, would be in conjunction with that, frankly. Um, so those are my thoughts. I, I don't know that we need to throw it out here. I don't know that there is a danger of some challenge here. I don't know that it's inconvenienced anyone. Um, I know some employees flaunted it overtly on Election Day this year. Whether it was constitutional or not, it was the policy of the township at the time, and I suppose the appropriate remedy would not be to ignore it, but rather to litigate over it if there were a concern <coughs> about it. Um, be that as it may, it seems clear the board majority is going to want to get rid of this. Mr. Barbier, you've recommended it's not a good idea to have it here. I think we should try to find something that can still preserve those goals of keeping an apolitical <coughs> workplace in the township so employees are not pressured into having to campaign even if it's, you know, a wink and a nudge and they just kind of feel like they need to go along. We see that happening all the time in Hamilton County downtown where the judge's clerk is also the judge's campaign manager in every judicial position. And, and frankly, Ohio politics is kind of sickly, vaguely corrupt in that sense. I don't like that. I think civic servants, whether they're in a township or in a municipality or in a county, should be apolitical. They've chosen to work for the government. They need to respect the public they work for by not politicking. So again, that's the reasoning <coughs> and the goal behind all of this. Thank you. I'd just, like to, I'd just like to make one note, and that is that I've been here 27 years. I've never heard a resident say that they were concerned about employees working in campaigns. Never. And that's 27 years I've been here. So to suggest, so f for Mr. James to suggest that this has been a, a real monumental problem, it, it goes back to the kind of uh, the, the things that uh, uh, the idea of uh, uh, that that Tracy Kellams had suggested at the last meeting. You know, we're we're looking for solutions where there are no problems, and I think there was no problem here. There was never a problem here, and. Um, uh, I think that we should respect our employees and their First Amendment rights to do as they please when they're not on the job. Um, I think um, I had suggested when we put this language together, if you go to the to the very first paragraph, I believe we uh, adopted some language from Delhi Township that suggested we should not be pressuring people uh, in the workplace to to engage politically. I think that's more than enough to to. Uh, uh, Try to, to to try to keep our work our workplace apolitical. So, uh, with that with that, um, we have a motion and a second. Any further discussion, <coughs> Mr. Porter, Mr. James, um, I vote no. And I will note whether Mr. Weedman has been told about <coughs> that concern by others. I have been told by residents about it. Okay. So I just want to note that, <coughs> Mr. Weedman, aye, 
You swear me. Aye. Okay. Larry, anything else? Nope, that's the end of my report. All right, thank you. Uh, next item is administrator report. <coughs> First thing I have, I'd like to talk about uh, Snyder Road Bridge. Uh, Skylar, if you could bring those. Uh, I believe uh, you've all seen these pictures uh, in your packet. It was sent to you. These are uh, these are different designs that Sims is looking at putting on the. They're actually doing two bridges: the Snyder Road Bridge and the Hopewell Bridge. Because Hopewell is completely in Sims, so we're not concerned with that. But the Snyder Road Bridge uh, borders are uh, uh, the, the basically the center line of the road is is the border line between Sims and Snyder. Uh, they, they are looking to. Uh, to do this, uh, this this is being uh, designed by LJB Incorporated. Uh, they have asked if if we are interested in it. I've talked to ODOT. They're interest. They want to know if we're interested in it. Also, uh, I think it's a it's a it's a great idea for uh, ID recognitions for our township. I will say that I've also been in discussions with ODOT about uh, <coughs> having a because they're. This is going to be done in 2023-2024, uh, so it's reconstruction of the bridge face and decking also at the same time. So I've asked them if it's possible that a sidewalk be put on our side. We've had requests for sidewalks from our two communities uh, that are just north of here to connect them back to Kemper Road. Uh, we've never been able to do anything with sidewalks on this road before, <coughs> mainly because of the bridge. Uh, because if you can't cross the bridge, there's no point in putting sidewalks in. So ODOT has said that uh, they believe that can get done. They are going to put a, something together for us uh, as far as uh, a cost <coughs> and overview of the project to, to see if it can be done. I'm waiting on that from them. But this also, the, this, uh, this design here, the one that you're looking at right now, is one that I had particularly been looking at with the green letters for Sycamore and instead of the leaves on both sides would be logos, our township logo obviously. Uh, Sims has chosen to go with the black fencing with the yellow letters but I think we would obviously want to go with the green to, to match our, our insignia and, and, and our website. Now uh, we can pay for TIF with this, uh, and we're probably looking at between 150, between 100 and 150,000 to have the fence put up, the parapet done on the side of the, uh, which is what this the, the stone-looking work there is, along with the emblems and and the writing of the names, uh, and that is also taking into account ODOT's part of what their just their basic vandal proof fence is. Okay. So that would be the difference. <coughs> uh, and we're looking at, at about uh, $12,500 in engineering costs. Uh, that, that would be half of the cost. It's a $25,000 package uh, engineering that Sims is currently under that they would ask us to partake in if we are interested in doing this. And I'm sorry, how much more was that? 12,500 would be our share okay. of the engineering. 
And the 100 to 150 does not include the sidewalk? We're still waiting on that number? No, that's, believe me, the sidewalk will be more than that. Just, yeah. that just, <laughs> just, making, just that, making sure. That does not include the sidewalk. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't that's think this, it did, <laughs> this just the aesthetics, just the fencing and the lettering mm -hmm. and the parapet uh, improvements on the actual face of the bridge. So uh, ODOT is looking, or I, I should say, uh, the engineer is looking for an answer. ODOT is, is pushing them. Uh, they are <coughs> scheduled to put in their 90% uh, plans next month. So they would like an answer from us as to whether we are interested in this or not. You know, we brought this up uh, last year. We shortly talked about this. Uh, so I, I wanted to bring it to you tonight because this is the time we have to make a move if we're interested in doing this. Would Sycamore, Sycamore Township be facing the uh, southbound or northbound? Sycamore Township would be facing southbound. So that is you're coming into the township. Okay. That. So it would be on the <coughs> north side. Yeah. Yep. Sims yep. would be on the south side. Gotcha. So we'd be on each other's side. <coughs> as you're driving <coughs> in, you'd be seeing yep. what you're entering. Yep. Who would be responsible for maintenance of our sign if we did that with our sign sitting in Sims Township then? Well, we would come up with an agreement. I mean, we, we would be responsible for our maintenance. They would be responsible for theirs. And if, if we were to decline to do this, has Sims already approved <coughs> this on their end to do their own? And they, they are going to do it on their side, yes. Okay. Um, and the other side would just be a ODOT chain link? Yes at no cost to us whatsoever, on the other hand. I mean, are we, are we looking it, at yeah, cost outside of a we, sidewalk here? No, we, we would have no cost if we don't want any improvements, correct? Mm -hmm. We'd have no cost then. Other than the sidewalk, if later on you decide to do sidewalk, you know, we, you know, we, we've talked a lot about <coughs> the sidewalk. You've tasked me with getting sidewalks, you know, we've got a uh, grant in right now for all mm -hmm. the Kemper up Salzman. Kemper all the way to uh, Snyder, uh, also over to the park, both uh, McDaniel Park and Schuler Park. So yep. we're trying to interconnect all those. We're trying to get up to High Point, and this and Snyder Road would be another extension that would come down to Kemper. So this is all in plans to to eventually put sidewalks. That'll give us total connectivity all the way from Sterling Run all the way, yeah, to our park system. So it'd be good. Well, a couple of comments. <coughs> I, mean, I believe we had the gentleman in this room just a month or so ago. Was he not inquiring about sidewalks on Snyder? Yes. Um, in school. Yes. In, schools. in school. And obviously, to your point, Tracy, this is a difficult road to achieve sidewalks without dealing with the bridge. There's no point in doing sidewalks if you can't tackle the bridge. So there's a window of opportunity here that it seems like if we miss it, we miss it, period. Mm -hmm. um, it is a TIF-eligible project, which in my mind makes it more attractive it's it's we're not asking taxpayers for it we're not uh, we're not coming out of that pocket I think it's also important to note uh, we just have a freshly minted uh, and adopted land use plan which speaks quite extensively not only about sidewalks but very very specifically speaks to um, the objective of installing gateways at um, at key township access points so in my mind it not only it, it, it achieves a variety of different things um, we have a we have a funding source that, that doesn't tax taxpayers 
Um, it's addressing sidewalks, which not only township residents have asked for, but is a key objective of the land use plan, and also speaks to the gateways that is also part of the land use plan that we just adopted. Um, and if that's supposed to be a foundational document, it seems to me that we should follow it when we have the opportunity to, um, and it meets meets key <coughs> objectives. So that, that's my, those are just some general comments. I'm happy to make a motion to, to proceed with um, our portion of the um, decorative and structural road improvement for Snyder Road as presented. I'll second. I, I have some further questions actually. The sidewalk is completely separate from the signage and the fencing, correct? It is. Correct. So if we say no on the fence, we can still do a sidewalk later. Correct. They're not tied together at all. Okay, I that's want to correct. make sure that's clear. Um, this, this would be beautiful. But the fact that it comes out of a TIF doesn't mean it doesn't cost something. It, it does still cost something, and that's money we could otherwise spend on something else. <coughs> and this is exactly the sort of thing that when I first moved to Ohio 20 years ago, you guys probably get sick of my stories about this sometimes, but driving in Ohio, passing under bridges like this, I think Westchester maybe already had theirs then or had an earlier one, or maybe Union Center Boulevard or something. I thought, what a spectacular waste of taxpayer money or tax money that is to put that big <coughs> decorative thing up there. Why is the local government spending money on that? You know, if somebody else entirely were paying for it, if some advertiser wanted to be really nice to us and put it up there, great. But I just can't see spending money that we could otherwise devote to some other project there. If, if we got a grant for it from somebody else that didn't display something else, great too. But I just think it sticks out as saying our government likes to spend money and, and spend money on frilly things we don't need. And, and the gateways, the tracing, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think those are nice where you're entering the township in areas where there are people. But the fact is, you can't get to the township other than being on the interstate from right there. You've got to leave the township to get back to it, I think, from right there when you pass under that sign that's just kind of sticking out there on the highway because you can't get off the highway on Snyder Road there. Um, it, you know, it, it might look really nice and decorative. I don't know that it really does anything for branding the township in some way either in terms of bringing industry or something else here. So I, I just can't justify spending the money on it. That's another hundred to $150,000 we could spend on sidewalks down the road or something else or crosswalks that would benefit neighborhoods around there a little more instead of people driving down the highway looking up going, oh, Sycamore's got a nice logo. Um, so I, I'm opposed to it. It would be nice to have if somebody else were paying for it, but I don't view it coming from a TIF as somebody else paying for it. So I, I can't vote for it. Okay. Any other discussion? Mr. Porter. <coughs> Mr. James. No. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Ms. Schwedman. Aye. Okay. Purchase order is over 5000 Well, I have, I have something else also. Oh, you do, I'm sorry. And I, I, I <coughs> sent you an email late because we uh, we didn't get finished up to this because of late. Uh, we had some absences last week uh, due to illness in the township building. But I uh, sent out to you the, the final uh, in the uh, administrator position that we're, we're going out for the final document there. I don't know if you, if you guys even had a chance to look I at did. it. I mean, if you did look at it, you know, I've, we, we would like to move forward with this. We've been working on this.
CMA and ICMA credential managers preferred. Right, I, I had proposed adding right there with a demonstrated history of adherence to the ICMA code of ethics. I'm just wondering why I went away. The reason is access. If they're credentialed, are they, does that automatically mean that they are subscribing to whatever ethical policies so they have? You're supposed to. We thought the credential covered it. I don't know how you, how do you? I don't think it's it? necessary. Yeah. <coughs> well, the, the focus was on a history of adhering to it rather than being credentialed by it. We want people who are qualified, who are ethical, who are honest, and if we're putting an ICMA requirement in there anyway, then maybe somebody who you know, is publicly adherent to their code of ethics. Which it's our job to ensure that publish. when we interview these people that we that they that we identify that they do meet all these requirements. So I, I think it comes out in the wash in the process. Okay, I can accept that. Um, other questions I had, I, I had suggested including in the primary responsibilities and accountabilities, maintains impartiality and equal treatment as to each <coughs> board member, including by keeping them equally informed as to township government business and events. I, I think that's important because I think historically we've seen that it may not have always happened. Mr. LaBarbera had concerns about that in the past before I joined the board. Mr. Whedon has, has expressed he had concerns about that the last two years, that he was not equally kept in the loop on things. And if, if that's the case, I'm sorry that happened. Uh, but it, I, yes. I, I apologize for interrupting you, but we're, we're having AV issues right now and we don't have sound. Uh, can we take a, a, a two-minute break to figure out what's going on? Okay. I'll go. Got a green light? <laughs> yeah, uh, we've got we've got, got green, green lights. lights. There you go. It's a stack. It's a stack. Chris, if you wanted to bail, now's a great time. I saw you making that move. Plus, it's hard. I didn't realize he was still here. <laughs> People come in and then they feel like, oh, should I leave? <laughs> Yeah, all the... 
was under the desk. See, it was right when you, right when you moved. Right when you moved, I had a wild pop in my ear all the time. For some reason, my uh, <coughs> hello, hello, hello. Testing, testing, testing. One, two, three. One, two, three. Testing, testing, testing. One, two, three. One, two, three. Welcome to Sycamore Township. Are we good? Nothing. We're getting we're getting sound to the room. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. I just don't want to have to waste my time. So uh, we were, um, uh, yeah. gosh, we were in the little <coughs> discussion of the, uh, the new administrator position. The, and it's a fake person. Yeah, we were talking about ICMA credentialing being preferred. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. I think we're I think we're back up and running. Okay. Um, we lost we lost sound right before we started talking about uh, uh, the ICMA line. Just so everyone knows. Okay. Okay. Well, if I, if I can just repeat briefly for the record. Um, then, um, so we're back on with sound at 7.57, I guess. Um, I was commenting that uh, we were missing some items in this proposal I had proposed. One of them was that uh, it be a, we have member of ICMA as a minimum job requirement. I had suggested we add with the demonstrated history of adherence to the ICMA code of ethics. We had a discussion about that. Mr. Weedman suggested that's something we will question the candidate about when vetting uh, him or her, and I, I'm, I'm good with that. My next concern was one of the proposals I made under primary responsibilities and accountabilities <coughs> was that we include a bullet point for maintains impartiality and equal treatment as to each board member, including by keeping them equally informed as to township government business and events. And I think that's important, as I noted, because there have been concerns in the past from multiple people on the board at times that they weren't being kept in the loop on certain things by the then administrator. Um, I think that's an important thing to point out as a responsibility of the job to be someone who provides equal treatment to all three of the board members, is neutral as between them, <coughs> and uh, makes it a point to do that, to keep them equally informed so no one ever has occasion to gripe that they're not being kept informed or to suspect they're not or wonder. So I, I'm wondering why that got pulled out. My view was that that's just part of the job. I mean, every, who's not... That's I mean, you're, you're coming to be an administrator of the township. I thought that that, along with the bullet point about the politics not being involved, I didn't think either one of those were professional. I thought that if we want the best and professional candidate to come and 
apply here we don't want them looking at this and saying what's going on over there why, why do I need to be worried about keeping three of my bosses all equally informed and, and why do I have to be worried about politics we want admit the best administrator we can find and I don't think we're going to get it with those kind of comments in in the job description that was my point I think it's important to point that out and to include it in the job description so that the administrator has something that he or she can point to if pressured by one of the board later to do something counter to that so that he can say look it's part of my job you hired me to do this I, I think it's important to have that because it has been a concern in the past most recently expressed by Mr. Weedman where he said Mr. Warwick wasn't keeping him on the loop Mr. Porter has also expressed concern that uh, he felt like he was finding out about things at the last minute when everyone else knew. I know for a fact Mr. LaBarbera experienced that under a previous administrator also. So I think it's important to make that clear from the start. Just one moment, Tracy, and I'll interrupt you. No, you're fine. You're fine. Since Tracy pointed this out, the, other, the third important thing I had was refrains from participation in any political activities concerning the township in order to avoid undermining public confidence in the township professional staff including by refraining from participation in the election of township <coughs> officials or related activities that's not a prohibition by the way it's refrains and that is taken word for word essentially except townships inserted taken from the ICMA code of ethics which we're looking for someone who is credentialed by anyway um, ICMA thinks it's important enough to say that that is one of the dozen items they put on their frameable code of ethics here that they encourage their members to honor so I, I think it's an important statement to the person we're looking to hire that we want somebody who works for all three of us on the board we're going to disagree about things we've disagreed tonight about things but the administrator is there to be in the middle of all that and serve the three-headed <coughs> monster that is his board uh, his his boss the board of trustees um, so I, I think it's important to put that both to protect the administrator and to point out to the administrator and to our public to our residents our voters that this is something we think is important to have an apolitical workplace and from the time we start looking for someone that's important that's why i suggested these things so i'm sorry you were waiting no, no, I, I i think it's great that we've suddenly decided to have some attention turned to the notion of an apolitical township administrator um, i think that's a a, a a responsible path to pursue um, i don't know that it's in the job description uh, I don't know if that's the right place for it I think that it could certainly be if it's something that everybody feels is 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 important um, it's certainly something you could put into that individual's contract it's certainly something that we could you know um, in, you know in, inquire uh, when inquire about when we are interviewing these individuals um, we can have that conversation when we are checking references uh, as far as you know what's their history in other townships or, or their other you know their previous place of employment were they were they apolitical did they treat everyone fairly I think there's other ways to get at that question um, and achieve the desired result versus putting it um, in a in a job description um, where theoretically someone that's going to be applying for this should be a professional and should be doing that anyway we should be we should be achieving that anyway uh, with the candidates that we attract um, I think there's other ways to get at that that notion when we're interviewing that individual um, and or checking their references so in my opinion I think that it is a a valid pursuit I don't know that this is the right place to put it I would agree with that
And I think I think as it relates to the political side of it, we've already addressed that issue. So I don't, I don't know that that's really not a good place for it in the job description, especially. So uh, um, I I'm, I'm I'm more than satisfied with the uh, <clears throat> with what you presented here tonight, Tracy. And and I'm okay to go go ahead and go forward with this. Um, I'll make a motion that we. Uh, that we move forward on uh, advertising using the job description as provided today by uh, by, tr by uh, Tracy Kellams. I'll yeah. second that. Okay, motion is second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. James, <coughs> I think I've made my point here, and this will be an important concern of mine in interviewing people. But I think overall, the description we have together is good, so I will vote yes. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Ms. Schwegman. Aye. And I would like to thank Mr. Miller and Mrs. Gunderson for all the work they did yeah, on this job. also. Great job. Great. Mr. Kellums, can I can I <coughs> squeeze an item in under your uh, <laughs> under your section? Sure. Will you cede the floor? Okay. Uh, so there's one item uh, I did not bring up under my under my report um, that I I do need to discuss with you. Uh, we have. Um, we have some interest from a, uh, a private property owner uh, to vacate uh, a Paper Street section of Spencer Avenue. Um, Spencer Avenue um, actually stubs into Monroe Avenue. Um, this would be west of Pine Road. So Pine, uh, I can probably do a better job of, of bringing this out, but Pine Road actually uh, does not connect between Coogler Mill and uh, uh, East Galbraith Road. Uh, so Pine Road actually forms a cul-de-sac um, here uh, right before the, the Spencer Ave Paper Street. Um, based, on, based on our preliminary research, there's no public utilities uh, or public need uh, for, uh, <coughs> uh, for this section of, uh, of Spencer Avenue. Uh, so we would like to, uh, you know, based on the the, uh, the private viability and, and use of this area, um, we would be interested in petitioning uh, the county commissioners <coughs> to uh, to consider a vacation of this section. Um, the developer of uh, of <coughs> this piece of Ross Moyne, or excuse me, not Ross Moyne, uh, of Pine Road. Uh, is willing to foot the bill essentially for any any surveying or right-of-way uh, vacation plats that would be needed so there would be no public money that would be used for this uh, other than other than staff time to to walk it but essentially when you vacate uh, property or excuse me vacate right-of-way it's uh, it's uh, essentially divided up among the the surrounding uh, property owners uh, so this would be bisected um, uh, both north to south and east to west so there would be a 25 foot section uh, that would be deeded to um, uh, this pine road property uh, to the south there would be a 25 foot section um, that would be deeded to this um, uh, this residential property this, I believe, is uh, a Methodist <coughs> church. Is it? I'm always forgetting the, the names of our uh, uh, names of our churches. Tracy, can you help me out with this one? I can't think of it either. I can't. 
it's a Methodist church. So they, they would get uh, a 25-foot section here, and then there's also there's another residential lot here that's actually already using it as their driveway. And I'm going to... I'm going to pan in on this here. So this is the intersection of Kenwood and East Galbraith. As we move west, uh, we go on to Pine Road. Uh, there's actually already a PUD plan uh, for this site um, to, to develop uh, additional office buildings here. So the section of Pine Road, or excuse me, of, of Spencer Avenue that we're that we're looking at is is right here. Uh, the eastern edge would uh, would be flush with these. Uh, these property lines as well as the the western edge so it would not extend beyond that we would preserve our right-of-way uh, on Monroe and Pine uh, but as you can see there's actually uh, private use of this uh, of this right-of-way here it's how they get to their driveway so they would be able to uh, actually own this strip of land let's see and then actually the same thing here uh, I won't go into the fact that this was a uh, unpermitted fence, uh, but some of our right-of-way has already been cleared out, and there has been a new fence built here within the last year or two that we uh, that was kind of flying under the radar until we started looking at this right-of-way. So they've already claimed a portion of it, and now we'd like to give it to them officially. So Kenwood Bible Methodist Church. Thank you, sir. Yes. So uh, the... So really, the only the only group that that would not actively like to use some of this land, uh, I'm assuming, is uh, uh, Kenwood Bible Methodist Church, who would just use it as uh, you know a buffer area. But it is uh, we do not believe that there's any utilities running through this. Of course, there's this is the the very beginning. Uh, petitioning the county commissioners, there would be a full review of the right of way. Um, <coughs> And if there were any any public utilities, there would have to be recorded easements. So, any questions? And that will stop at the western uh, line of the Pine Road right away. Yeah. I, I have a question. Is the southeast parcel as it currently stands in the Jeds? <clears throat> yes. So if we were to vacate the roadway with that sliver is that sliver encompassed already also i would say or? no I, yeah i would say no because it's not a it's it's <coughs> jed z yep. yeah uh so i i don't think we can we can't uh, modify either. that with that being said all, all we're looking at here for 25 feet is really just building setback yeah. there there wouldn't be <coughs> I, I don't foresee any office actually sitting on this property yeah if if it, it, it would just be available setback so the would the parcel be combined into the parcel there though that is already in the Gen Z, and if so, is there anything we need to be concerned about as to that? I mean, we're, I'm not worried about somebody building a little tiny office building in there and right. just not taxing them, but we don't. Uh, wanna... the, the parcel, the parcel is still in the Jed. They, they don't, they can't remove themselves from from an existing Jed or Jed Z. Yeah, but by fiddling with the boundaries of a parcel, do we cause ourselves any problem? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, not okay. just by vacating. The room. <clears throat> yeah. If if we were talking about a larger vacation and they they built a an office building straddling uh, a pre-existing jed line, mm -hmm. you know half the building would be in the jed, half wouldn't. That might be that might be an issue, a taxation issue, mm -hmm. but we're not in this situation. I don't think we have to worry about that. Mm 
I don't have any problem with it. I think it's fine. Yep. <coughs> okay. Uh, if would you like a motion yeah. for that? Well, you uh, need a resolution, don't you? Yeah. <coughs> this is just the beginning. So this steps. is this is the very beginning. Uh, all I would be looking for tonight is a motion to direct staff uh, to to petition the county uh, to proceed with the vacation. So moved. I'll second that. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Ms. Schwagman. Aye. <coughs> Purchase orders. Oh, I'll go on with my report. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we had an individual come in to uh, talk about uh, being overcharged by Duke. I know Mr. James sent me an email about this, whether we had heard anything about that. It was Dynagy, I, not Duke, right? Dynergy, but it was duped. It did not put the new rate in the bill. Yes. Mm. So uh, I talked to them. I do not have quantitative numbers yet. They were supposed to send those to me. I'm still waiting on that. But they said that everything, all the rebates were mailed out at the end of last week. So people should be receiving them soon. And there were four communities that were affected by this. So it was not just Sycamore. Four separate communities. Has anybody gotten a rebate? Music heard? I have not. I haven't gotten anything. The person who contacted me today was told by Dynagy at first that they sent him the rebate on Ju or January 4th, and he had not received it yet. And then later in that same phone conversation, <coughs> he was told, oh, it might be a credit on your Duke bill instead, which left him quite confused about Which what would was really be the smart on. way to do it. Yeah, 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 that would have been the way to do it in the first place. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, well, if you could keep after them to try to get uh, the numbers. Definitely well. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. I have uh, several POs here uh, for you to consider. 22-172. This is a blanket vendor. This is for uh, parks uh, for trash and portable toilets that are there throughout the year, throughout the win winter. This was not done at the beginning of the year. That's $25,000. 22 dash one. Do you want to do these separately or together? We can do more together. Continue. Okay. 22 dash 174 for Rumpke Container Service. That is for trash pickup here at this facility. 22 dash 175 to Jill A. Schiller, Treasurer. $100,000, that is for our real estate taxes. 22-176, blanket vendor. This is for roads utilities. That's for our utilities for our uh, road, for our maintenance buildings, uh, both the front and the back. That's $8,000. 22-178, <coughs> Bureau of Workers' Compensation, $35,780. This is for 2021 payroll uh, true-up premium. These, uh, our rates went up because of the size of our payroll. Uh, so this is bringing that back. Uh, we just received this from them not long ago. Uh, so this is bringing us where we need to be for this year. 22-180, Safety Compliance Inspections Incorporated, 48,831. This is for our fire prevention pay. 22-185, Nixco Plumbing, for $5,315.83. This is what the chief was talking to you about earlier. This is tankless water heater and faucet. This is for station 93. And 22-191 Cincinnati Bell Telephone uh, for $12,163.20. Okay, we have a motion to approve. 
I move we approve the purchase orders as listed and detailed by Mr. Kellens. I'll second. Motion is second. Any further discussion? I Just yes. Few few questions. Sorry, um, Tracy. The hundred thousand in real estate taxes. What properties are we paying real estate taxes on? Well, some of these are ones that we have uh, filed for exemption, but we do not have yet, so we have to go ahead and pay it. And then once the exempt, this is something Deepak did, uh, I believe, in November, if I'm not mistaken. So it just hasn't gone through yet. Once that goes through, we'll get that back. But we have some properties that are taxable anyway, right? Like we own rental houses on Orchard. I assume we're paying taxes on those as a, a yeah. landlord. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and I'm just curious about the water heater. When Chief, when you mentioned a water heater earlier, I guess I was thinking something smaller. It's a $5,000 tankless water heater. It, we, we, we had the, a regular water heater price, and he said the price is pretty close to the same. It's a huge water heater because <laughs> it, it, must it be. does all yeah. the it, it feeds all the bathrooms that are up there for the showers. We've got four showers up there, so it, it feeds them all. Great. Okay, and that's installation too. So, and so this is this tankless. Is this just one tankless heater? Or is is this one for all for each batch? It should, feed, it should feed all of them. It should feed all of them. Okay. I've never had a good experience with the tankless water heater, but oh, I love mine. Really, I love okay. ours. It's the best purchase we've ever made. Well, my last one was, <laughs> Honest to God, it's been 25 years since I had the bad experience, and it really? was in another country, so I will say that. But well, yeah, so yeah, they've come a long way. way. Yeah, that's oh. good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we have a motion and a second. Any further discussion? Yeah, I had one other question. <coughs> Just to clarify, all of this is already appropriated, correct? It is already appropriated, yes. And, and I do want to note that Ms. Gunderson pointed out to me after our last meeting where I questioned the report, which appeared to show money had not been appropriated. That was a, a printing glitch in the report, and she provided me with a report demonstrating that. So thank you, Beth. Okay, Mr. Porter. There, is there a motion to second? Yes, there is. Okay. Um, Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Ms. Schwager? Aye. Next item is fiscal fiscal officer report. Yes. We Bills had, and receipts. We had cash receipts of $307,640.23, disbursements of $637,950.82. We have a motion to approve. I move to approve. I'll second. Motion is second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter? Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weaver? Aye. Ms. Schwager? Aye. <coughs> Next item is trustee comments. Uh, would you like to go? Sure, I'll go. Um, there have been a, it feels like we made a lot of progress this evening on a lot of different fronts, and that's due to a lot of hard work from uh, our staff here at the township. Um, uh, some who are represented here and some who aren't. <coughs> Thanks to all uh, for pulling together um, job descriptions and, and land use plans and, and um, grants for sidewalks and all sorts of great things. So great, great job by the staff. Thank you all. Thank you. Uh, and I'll add to that. Uh, you all work very hard and we all appreciate it. And, and the, the public and each of us see sometimes we disagree about some things, but we're all still trying to work for the common good here in the township. We may have <coughs> disagreements over the best way to do that sometimes, but we make decisions as a board, and once we do, we abide by the decisions of the board. So uh, I respect my fellow trustees' views, and I hope they respect mine, even though we disagree over things sometimes. So, uh, And I'd like to thank our road crews for all the work they've done in the snow. Tracy, your guys you know, do great work. So. Yep, I'll pass that thank along. Thank you. Yeah. All right. 
Okay. I was going to say the same thing. Well, uh, thank you to the road crew. They did a super job on Sunday. And I don't have any other comments. Um, we have uh, <coughs> announcement changes. Board of Zoning Appeals meeting has been canceled, I assume, due to a lack of an agenda. Is that correct? Uh, yes, sir. Um, I'm hoping that changes very soon. I've been telling a couple folks they're going to have to get a variance if they want to do something. So <laughs> I'm going to start, start pushing some, some work their way. <clears throat> okay, and then we have we do have an executive session, correct? We do. <coughs> I'll make a motion to adjourn to, into executive session with the Township Law Director as permitted by Ohio Revised Code Section 121.22 G1 to consider the employment of a public employee or official and as permitted by Ohio Revised Code Section 121.22 G3 to discuss imminent litigation. I'll second that. Motion is second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. James. <coughs> Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Ms. Schwager? Aye. And we basically need everybody except Mr. Tall. Okay. Mike, you're free to go. Enjoy your evening.
here. Okay, uh, if there is no other business, we'll take a motion to adjourn. Move we adjourn. I'll second. Motion is second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. We are adjourned. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Good to see you all.